All right. Hey, guys, can you do me a huge favor? I, I don't often ask this, but it, it would be really good for me and my heart if you guys, if we could move as close to the front as possible, even if that means just one row you're shifting up. It, it, it would, I would I'd really appreciate it. I really would. And so you're doing, the, you're doing this for me, so thank you. If you've moved, I, I thank you. If, if, if you can, I, I really thank you. As close as we can together. Awesome. How many of you guys love hearing what God's doing? That just blesses me so much. I love hearing, I love hearing what God is doing. I love hearing what God's teaching you. I love hearing what God is showing you. I love seeing God work in you. And so, uh, yeah. I want, to, uh, I want to talk about um, something that I, I, I'm going to say is like, it's a strong suit that we have as, as a particular family, as a, as a particular area within the body of Christ. And, uh, and that is love this morning. Uh, it's love. Guys, this is a strong suit of, of this community of believers in this house. This has been like a staple I know in everybody's heart, and that is like love. And I'm just so proud to pastor, you know, a family like this, a group of people that are known for love. And so I want to talk a little bit more about this this morning because it's almost like, you know, when you have— um, if I'm, you guys heard me make references to this, like— I'm a fitness guy, so if, if your legs are really strong, if that's like a good strong suit of yours, um, that doesn't mean you neglect doing legs, you know? You, you continue to work them out, okay? And so although love is a strong suit for us, I really want to um, make sure that we are intentional with, with just how we love and what we love, who we love, okay? And so... Jesus said, when, when he was asked what the greatest commandment was, he says this in Mark 12, 28. He says it's love, but check this out. Mark 12, 28, and one of the scribes came up and heard them disputing with one another and seeing that he is referring to Jesus, had answered them well, um, asked him, he said, Jesus, what commandment is the most important of all? And Jesus answered, the most important is hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. Okay, I'll look at my notes and not the wall. Um, (laughs) And you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, and with all your strength. And the second is like it. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. There is no other commandment greater than these. So Jesus is, he's citing what Moses had said, and it's recorded in Deuteronomy 6.4. And this is like the most important thing to God. It was to love the Lord thy God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, with all your strength. And that's what Moses had told the children of Israel. That's what God told Moses to tell the people. And Jesus says, yeah, that's, that's still number one. And the second one is like it is to love your neighbor as you love yourself. And 
I'm gonna ask you to just kind of step back. I know we've heard that verse a lot. We've heard that commandment from the Lord Jesus Christ. If you haven't, um, it's good you're hearing it now. Um, But (laughs) hear that for the very first time. It's to love God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength and to love your neighbor as you love yourself. If you're like me, I've, I've, I've put a lot of focus on loving God and, and loving my neighbor, but there is a prerequisite to loving your neighbor, as Jesus said. It's you have to love him like you love yourself. And so in these verses, there's, there's two commands, but really there's three different elements of the command. It's love God, it's love yourself, and love others. To love God with all of our heart, soul, mind, and strength is to be God conscious, you know? It's to worship him above everything else. Ever since Moses had said this, do you understand just the kind of formula and the cycle that has happened with all of mankind? They've worshiped God, they love God, and then they started worshiping other things because they were not intentional with their worship. It's not, they weren't intentional with where they put their mind, their heart, where they, where they, where they directed their heart. And then that led to destruction, some really difficult times, and then there was repentance, and then God is like, yep, I'm here again. I'm still here. I'll give you another chance. But we want to just love God with all of our heart. You know, we want to love him. We want to be conscious of who he is. It's our worship unto him, okay? And we got to love ourselves, and it's this self-love that I want to get after that I think is sometimes missed, Okay? There are some things that I say to myself that I would never say to you. There are some things and thoughts that I have that I tell myself, I would never speak them over you. I would never do that. It's so discouraging. It's definitely not empowering. It doesn't comfort you. It doesn't build you up. But yet, I entertain these same things and I say these same things. And here's the most beautiful thing is, if we, if we get this order right, we will do well. If we love God first, if we come into his presence, if we worship him, we then get to see who we are in his eyes. Psalm 36, 9 says, For with you is the fountain of life. In your light do we see light. David says, for with you, God, is the fountain of life. It's in your light, God, do we see light. So in other words, it's in your presence, God, that when we come into your presence, we really get to see what's up. We really get to see who we are. We really get to see just the great love that you have for us, how cherished we are in your eyes, how valuable we are. When we come into God's presence, we understand our identity. We understand our purpose. We understand just what he's done for us to give us access unto him. And so we see who we are then when we come face to face with God, when we come into his presence. And then it's out of that, out of that heart of being secure in who we are that we then can love others properly. Jesus said, love others as you love yourself. The problem is, 
I see is a lot of us don't love ourselves the way that God loves us. And this is not a boastful thing. You have to walk around like you are the child of a king, like you are royalty, like there is no one else like you, that you are an absolute masterpiece. That's how we got to walk around. We got to walk around knowing that there is absolutely an open heaven above us where there is no separation between us and God. See, when Jesus Christ died, the veil was torn. The veil was that that separated the holies of holies, the very presence of God and, and, and everybody else, everybody else that loved God. When Jesus Christ died, that veil was torn. So there's open access to God, open access to the creator, open access to the father. And he says, come into my presence. It's in that presence that we understand who we are and it's from that presence that we can properly love other people. I was getting my car washed the other day and uh, the guy opens the door to, to uh, dry the car and he's like, man, he says, you're just so nice. He's like, you know, you always say hi, your kids, they always say hi to me and everything like that. And he's like, that's not the case with everybody. He's like, a lot of people just look away. And, you know, like, I open, I open their door, and they just look away and kind of just shrug. And I, he says, I'll say hi to them, but they just turn and, you know, act too busy. And you know that, that that's, to me, and I told him, to me, that's a sign not that they don't love you, that they just don't love themselves. They don't know how much they're loved. They don't know their worth. You know what that's called? Insecurity. <laughs> Insecurity. Where do we find our security? in the presence of God. So it's when we come into the presence of God, we, we really know who we are and what we're capable of. We really have just, we're filled with that empowerment that Christ has given us. That, hey, yeah, you have access to God. You carry the kingdom of God. You carry the very spirit of God. Paul, Paul writes, he says, did you not know that you are God's temple and the spirit of God dwells in you? You are God's temple. Your body is God's temple. That's where he, chose to, he, dwell, he chooses to dwell there right now. That's pretty beautiful. And you carry him. You carry him wherever you go. You know what I've been saying to myself? And this is big because there's a lot of, we, we got to decree certain things over ourselves. It's hard for me to empower you and to build you up if I'm over here talking a whole different gospel to my own self. So my question is, what, what kind of gospel are you preaching to yourself? What kind of gospel are you talking and speaking over and decreeing over yourself? You know, I've been saying this past week to myself, and you guys can take this too, because the reality is that where I go, the spirit of the living God comes. The spirit of Jesus Christ comes with me. You know, I've been saying to myself, I've been saying, Garrett, just I've been decreeing this over myself. And declaring it, Garrett, where you go, wherever you go, you change the atmosphere. When you walk into a room, you change the atmosphere because of what's in you. The spirit of living God, the spirit of Jesus Christ is in you. When you walk into a room, you change the atmosphere. The atmosphere changes because you walk into a room, Garrett, because the spirit of Christ dwells in you. And you've got something to bring. You've got something to offer in this meeting. You've got something to offer in this restaurant. You've got something to offer in this building. You've got something to offer in this store. Where you go, the spirit of living God goes. You can say that to to yourself because that's just as true over you as it is me. But I have to be intentional with it. 
We've talked a lot about that word intentionality, and it has been a big word. Danny, how long would you say that has been just super heavy on us? A couple years? A couple years. But it's been really, really uh, known. It's been highlighted to a lot of people within the past couple months. Drew's been talking about intentionality. Carolyn's been talking about, she's been hearing the word intentionality a lot and focusing on that. Stephen has talked about intentionality a lot. You know, you know what intentionality is? It's like everybody's going somewhere, but not everybody's going somewhere on purpose. <laughs> it's like, you know, you don't want to just get caught up in the ways of the world, okay? We want to be a people who are intentional with where we direct our heart, with where we direct our language, with where we direct our actions. And it's got to follow this formula, which is God. We got to love God. We got to worship him. We got to love ourselves and we got to love others. Guys, there's so much, and this might be news, new news, but there's so much going on in this world that is distracting people from what really matters. I've said it a couple weeks ago. I'll say it again. What really matters right now? There's a lot of issues that people are giving themselves to that really don't matter. They're an absolute Shh, distraction, distraction. I'm gonna let you know because that's the strategy of the enemy. It's a distraction from where God wants your heart and where he wants your mind. He's trying to distract us. It's nothing new, but I'm just reminding us again that there's a lot out there that is meant to distract you. And it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. It just doesn't. Not being insensitive in the grand scheme of things, it just doesn't matter. Someone's understanding of scripture over here doesn't align with yours. God bless them. You don't have perfect understanding, neither do they. <laughs> don't let it bother you. This political party says this, this political party says that. That doesn't matter. We're not going to be talking about these things with Jesus when he comes back. We're just not. <laughs> We're just not. What matters to Jesus? What matters to the Lord? Love. Thank you. Love. Love. First um, Corinthians 13, 9. Paul says, For we know in part and we prophesy in part, but when the perfect comes... When Jesus Christ comes, the partial will pass away. He says, when I was a child, I spoke like a child. I thought like a child. I reasoned like a child. When I became a man, though, I gave up childish ways. For now we see in a mirror dimly, but then face to face. Now I know in part, then I shall know fully, even as I have been fully known. So now faith, hope, and love abide, these three. But the greatest of these is love. That's, what's, that's what remains. That's, that's the most important thing. What Paul's talking about here, he says, when I was a child, I reasoned like a child, I thought like a child. He's like, but when I became a man, when he grew up, when he started thinking more mature, he did away with childish things. In other words, the spiritually mature are after love. In chapter 14 of 1 Corinthians, the very next verse from what, I just, what we just read there in, the pas- in, in, that, in that passage. The very next verse in 14.1, I'm gonna read from the Passion Translation. It says, so above all else, Paul writes, above all else, let love 
be the beautiful prize for which you run. That's not my, that's not my verse. But hear me out. I'll re- I'm reading from this. <laughs> Pay no attention to the walls. <laughs> Just listen to my voice. <laughs> he says, <laughs> so, <laughs> so above all else, let love be the beautiful prize for which you run. That's the mark of a spiritually mature man or woman. Love. Not being right. Love. In 1 Corinthians 5, Paul, or 4 or 5, Paul writes, Therefore do not pronounce judgment before the time, before the Lord comes, who will bring to light the things now hidden in darkness and will disclose the purposes of the heart. Then each one will receive his commendation from God. Right before this, Paul's talking, and I probably could read it, but uh, for the sake of time, Paul's like, you know, don't judge one another. Like, just don't judge one another. I don't, he says, I don't even judge myself. He's like, I've got nothing against myself. You know, in other words, I've got a clear conscience, but that doesn't mean I'm perfect. And in all reality, the Lord's going to, you know, show me what things I needed to work on on that day when I'm fully known and I'm standing before him face to face. But he says, but just don't pronounce judgment before the time, before the Lord comes. The Lord's the judge. You're not the judge. He will bring to light the things that are hidden in darkness. And I love this. He'll disclose. The word disclose is to like make clear, to make known the purposes of the heart. The purposes or the motives of the heart. And, and when that time comes, when he makes clear what's really the motives of your heart, he kind of just works through all and just gets right to the heart. And he's like, yeah, this is, this, these were your motives. This is, what, this is where your motives were. This is the purpose of your heart. It says, upon that, God will give us our commendation. Commendation is praise, approval, honor. God's gonna, God's gonna give you honor and praise you for what's been in your heart right now. When I, la- when I read this, I started laughing. I'm like, man, thank God there's still time. Thank God I'm still breathing. Open up my heart. Work every motive for your good. All, all of my purposes in life. Because I want how sweet and how beautiful of a time that will be when God, we receive our commendation from the Lord. We receive praise and honor from God based off of the motives that are in our heart. The purposes in our heart. In uh, Timothy, 1 Timothy 1.5, it, um, it writes, for the aim of our charge or the purpose of our charge is Love that issues from a pure heart, a good conscience, and a sincere faith. I'm just here to love you. I'm just, I I can't, it's not my position to take sides. Like, I mean, that's, I'm just called to love you. I was thinking about it this morning. You know, all angels, they're just so focused on the mission. When you look at scripture, they're just always so focused on the mission. Joshua, before he goes to take over the city of Jericho, he sees this man standing there 
and and it's it's actually an angel. And Joshua approaches him. He doesn't know it's an angel. And he says, "Are you for us or are you for our adversaries?" And the angel of the Lord just goes, "No, <laughs> no, no." He says, "I'm a commander of the army of the Lord of Hosts. Like that's that's who I report to. I'm not I'm not playing games." I'm not, I'm not taking sides in this world, but from a spiritual standpoint, I report to the Lord of hosts. How about us being people who are born again, who've received Holy Spirit, that are really spiritual beings now with an earthly assignment? What if we looked like that with that same type of laser focus in what really matters? Where the, the, the issues of the world, no. Like, are, are you on this side or are you on this? No. I just, I'm, I'm on the Lord's side. And my mission is to love you. My mission is to bring forth love. It's not to understand everything. It's to love you. So yes, I, I get it. We're going to have differences. We're, gonna, we're all going to have differences. Differences in the way that, you know, we process things, the way we understand certain scriptures. And, and I just say, let the aim be love, because you can't go wrong with that. You're not any better than anybody else. Love is the aim of our charge. Love. And so, if everybody took that mindset, guys, if we took that mindset, and keep in mind, I'm saying these things because it's just, it's a strong suit of ours, and I'm so proud of us. Like seriously, I want to be known for nothing other than love. And to be the pastor of this church to say, man, we are just known for love. I don't want to be known for right understanding or right this or this or that, like, or uh, the strongest outreach group, like the programs we have, the classes that we put on. I don't want to be known for those. I don't want to be known for the way I preach. Good thing. I want to be known for love. I want to be known for love. And this is the feedback I get from so many people. That's why I'm, I'm, I just, I want to celebrate and honor us right now because when people walk into this building, the number one thing they say is, if, if, if you're new, I've, I've felt loved there. I feel really loved here. I feel really loved. I feel like people who, who've, who've gone and come back and they say, man, I feel like I'm back home again. I just feel really loved. And that's what drew me into this building. Love. Even though I don't, Understand everything you understand. It's, it's, it's love. It's love. And we're all after that. What if the whole body of Christ looked different like that? What if we were, the whole body of Christ was known for love? Not, see, right now, unfortunately, I see that the body of Christ, from the world's perspective, they look at us, the body at large, and say, well, they're known for a whole bunch of positions, this group over here is holding this position saying, we're right, this is how we see scripture. And the Baptists over here are saying this, and then the Catholics are over here saying this, and the Methodists are over here saying that, and the charismatic group is over here doing that. And the, that's how we're looking like to the world. A whole bunch of just division. What if, what if they looked at us, the body of Christ, and said, yeah, they, although they... I'm sh- they're all not gathering in one place. They've got different places of worship, but 
they are known for love. You must follow Jesus. You're, Je- you're Jesus people. Because there's something on you, there's something about you that you display that is different. And it's love. We shine as lights in this world. And so I just want to make sure that we continue. And I, I'm urging us more and more to continue to contribute to the body of Christ looking different than the world. When the guy goes to dry off your car at the, at the car wash, he ought to be saying, you look, you're different. You're so nice. Every time I'm around you, I just, I, f- I feel loved by you. I feel empowered by you. I feel encouraged. I feel comfort. I feel safe. When you pick up the phone, every time, every time you text me, I just, it's an encouraging word. Every time I see your name pop up on my phone, it's, it's a word of just encouragement. It drives me closer to the Father. It drives me closer into, you know, who I really am, my true identity. And we all can do this, guys. We all can do this. We can do it because we have access to the Father through Jesus Christ. So let everything we say and do be from that position of access with the Father. What do I mean by this? When I look at the Apostle Paul and, I, and I, when we read scripture and we look at the church epistles, which are like, you know, the, Corinth, the, the letter to the church at Corinth, the Corinthians, when he wrote to the Romans, when he wrote to the church at Thessalonica, the beginning, and, and we kind of glaze over this, or maybe I, I, I always have, until it caught my attention. Um, I'm going to read this. This is the very, the intro when Paul's writing this letter to the church in Corinth. It's chapter one, verse three. And he says, grace to you and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Does this look like somebody who's got access to God and the Lord Jesus? It's like he's writing this like from the position of being with God the Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Like, we write emails now, and so if I'm writing a friend, you know, that I haven't seen in a while, I'll be like, hey, Danny and the kids, we send, we send our love because I'm at home with Danny and the kids. Paul's saying grace and peace to you from God the Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. In other words, I'm communing with them, I'm one with them, I have access to the Father, and I'm going to speak from the position of where I stand. Grace and peace to you from God the Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. He's just speaking from this position of access, and we all have the same access to God. And that's what makes our speech look different. That's what makes our actions look different, is this access that we have to the Father. We want to love. What if the body? What if the body of Christ loved intentionally together? <laughs> what if the body of Christ loved intentionally together? You know why? You know why it has to be intentional? Because it's not something that always comes easy. 
And that's why Jesus commanded it. He didn't command something like breathing. You know, breathing's easy. You know, we just do it. It's automatic. But he had to command that we love God, that we are intentional with where we, where we put our focus, where we put our worship. Because there's a lot that's calling for your attention. And he says, and to love yourself. Because he knows that there's so much that you're gonna hear from the world that so doesn't measure up to what God is speaking over you and what he's spoken over you. And he also knows that we need to be intentional with loving one another because it's not always easy there. People are gonna hurt your feelings. You're gonna be wronged. They're not gonna like you. But just because it's not easy, it doesn't give us the right to change the assignment. Just because you don't feel a certain way about yourself doesn't give you the right to change the assignment. God says, love me, love yourself, and love your neighbor like yourself. And we do it together. The body of Christ is gonna do it together. We, we in this building, we in this very area of the body of Christ at large, we do this really well. We do it together. We come in here. You can't love people from, from your living. Well, you, technically you can, but <laughs> hear me out. You get my point. You can't pray over me if I wanted to stay in my living room this morning and David wanted to stay in his living room this morning, we could sleep in. Dad shows up at church this morning. We're not praying over him. We're not releasing and speaking the power of God in Jesus Christ's name over that back to be healed this morning. You've got so much to bring and to give. When you walk into a room, you change the atmosphere. You bring heaven with you. You bring the spirit of God with you, no matter how you feel. You gotta tell yourself that. And we put ourselves in these positions to love one another. We put ourselves out there to love one another. Love intentionally together. That's the body of Christ. Just a group of people. Jesus said this, he said, they will know that you're my disciples by the way you love one another. We're Jesus people. You must follow Jesus. Everything you say is, is encouraging, comforting, and building me up. You carry hope with you. There's always, there's always in your eyes, going to be a light at the end of the tunnel. No matter, no matter what I speak to you, it just seems like you always have a way to just, yeah, but it's going to be good. Let's just be known for loving intentionally together. And this is, like I said, I'm, I'm just encouraging us along. This is a strong suit of ours, guys. But let's just be super intentional with it still. I don't ever, ever want to lose sight of that. We could? Your words hold power. Your words hold power. You have power in your words. You have power in your hands because the spirit of living God lives in you. So what I want you to do right now is, is put your hand on the person next to you, on their shoulder, and, and we're gonna p- close right here. Daniel, get close to somebody. Yeah, just make sure you're touching somebody or are being touched. And what you're gonna pray is this. Let's pray for that, that greater love. Let's pray for that greater love for our God. So as you're, as you're, as you're praying right now, you can do this, you know, 
just speak as I'm speaking. I want you to pray for greater love for that individual, for their God, that greater love would be manifested in their heart to God, that just there'd be greater worship to him in their lives. Just avenues opened up in their hearts and their mind for just greater worship for them and their God. They would love their God greater, that they would love themselves greater, and that greater love would flow out of them for another. Just pray that. I don't hear any voices. Why am I not praying? Yeah, go ahead, go ahead, come on. Pray, pray that, Sp- speak it, speak it. Use your voice, You're, you got words, you got power. Yeah, just greater love. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name, greater love. As they're praying over you, believe that there's greater love that's going to be found in you. Greater love that this world's going to need to see in you. It's awesome. Now, if you're still in prayer, don't let me stop you, but I'm just going to close this out. God, in Jesus' name, I just thank you, Father. Thank you, Father, that we would just be a people that love intentionally together. We'd be known for our love. We'd be known for our love for you, that we would help direct people back to you, God, by the way that a heart is bent, and it's just let it be towards you, God. I thank you, Father. Thank you for these words, Father, that power follows the words that I spoke. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Love you guys.